Section 22b, Unit Morale. Contemporary Motivation. Contemporary motivation is a simple, three-phased approach to motivation. This approach states that people can be in one of three levels of commitment to the organization, the membership level, at the lowest end, the performance level, or the involvement level, highest level. A person's level of commitment determines how motivated he or she is to accomplish the mission. The more committed a person is to the organization, the more involved he or she is in the organization. Supervisors can help to ensure the proper rewards are provided so individuals can move to or remain in a higher commitment level. Are methods available to measure unit morale or motivation levels? Yes. For instance, the Inspector General uses a climate assessment instrument to assess a unit's morale. Mark Alexander, author of the article Organizational Norms, the 1977 Annual Handbook for Group Facilitators, 1977, defines a set of organizational norms and maintains that identifying and evaluating organizational norms will result in a morale score. He identified 10 norms categories, but we will only examine seven. Paragraph 22.5 is an excerpt from the article in Norms Survey. Organizational Norms Within any organizational situation, Behavioral forces influence individual effectiveness and job satisfaction. To a certain extent, these forces are a result of organization requirements that people behave and act in certain ways, that they hold certain values and sentiments, and that they interact with others in a particular manner. Required and Emergent Behavior An organization's required behavior, sentiments, and interactions are not necessarily in effect. Existent or emergent behaviors, sentiments, and interactions, in many cases, have a much greater influence on organization life than required behavior. Emergent behavior correspondingly affects productivity, individual satisfaction, and personal development. Behavioral scientists generally recognize that emergent organizational behavior is determined largely by formation of working group behavioral norms. Norms are desirable behaviors. They're considered acceptable behavior as prescribed by work groups and, in the larger context, by society and its institutions. There are numerous examples throughout work and everyday life of emergent behavior and the underlying norms that cause this behavior. In the work environment, a tendency to establish start and quit times that vary from company policy or a work group's inclination to establish a quicker or slower pace than required are two often cited examples. Outside the work situations, normative or emergent behavior also occurs and can be observed in schools, institutions, or anywhere that people come together and interact for a period of time. Positive or negative norms. From the organization's view, norms can be positive or negative. Recent studies on organizational norms indicate that they can be broken into categories and that certain types or clusters of positive or negative norms can exist in a given work situation. Positive norms are those that support the organization's goals and objectives and foster behavior directed toward achieving those goals. Norms that support hard work, loyalty, quality, and concern for customer satisfaction are examples of positive norms. Negative norms have just the opposite effect. They promote behavior that works to prevent the organization from achieving its objectives. Negative norms are those that sanction criticism of the company, theft, absenteeism, and low levels of productivity. Norm Categories Organizational and Personal Pride 
Norms in this category are associated with an individual's feelings of identification and sense of pride regarding the organization. Positive norms lead the person to see the organization as his or hers. Negative norms are reflected in a we-and-they attitude toward the organization and its goals. Examples of positive and negative organizational and personal pride norms are evident in the competition between military organizations. If competition helps the units become better at their missions and exhibit greater morale and motivation, then competition is positive. On the other hand, if competition hampers the mission and leads to reduced morale and motivation, competition is negative. Teamwork and communication. These norms are reflected in the visible behaviors where individuals work together, cooperate. Negative norms foster individuality, secrecy, and the belief that success is achieved by an attitude of every man for himself. Positive norms promote sharing of information and working together to achieve common goals. Thomas Jefferson noted that a candle loses nothing when it lights another candle. That's the real nature of partnership and teamwork. Give freely of yourself and you'll be rewarded with abundance. Promoting a positive norm is even more critical as all military branches and government agencies work together to counter global threats and to combat terrorism at home and abroad. Leadership and Supervision Leadership norms can enhance or hinder effective supervision. Negative norms cause supervisors to assume more active roles, like constantly policing and monitoring airmen. Positive norms result in supervisors assuming the role of subordinate helpers, trainers, and developers. Profitability and cost-effectiveness This group of norms determines people's behavior with respect to profit and cost-consciousness. Positive norms encourage people to save money and reduce costs. Negative norms foster a lack of concern for bottom-line performance. You may have heard someone say it's good enough for government work. That's a negative norm that has been perpetuated over the years, but is one our Air Force cannot afford if we are to effectively accomplish our mission of defending the United States and protecting its interests through superior air and space power. Customer Relations Norms in this group result in individual behavior that affects the manner in which a customer is served. Positive norms are directed toward maximizing customer satisfaction. Negative norms lead to viewing the customer as an obstacle to be avoided. Air Force basic doctrine tells us the Air Force's Air and Space Corps competencies are recognized by our joint customers. In other words, the Total Force, Joint Force, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and others rely on us to do our job to the best of our ability. If we do not, we cannot fight and win our nation's wars as we're expected to. Therefore, each organization must cultivate a culture that helps our airmen, soldiers, marines, and sailors develop a positive customer relations norm to ensure our nation can meet any challenge in the most effective manner. Innovativeness and Creativity This group of norms determines, to a large degree, whether original and creative behaviors are supported and encouraged. Positive norms lead to the stimulation of new ideas and to positive change. Negative norms support the status quo and discourage experimentation. In today's total and joint forces environment, we must encourage everyone to bring innovativeness and creativity to the table in order to meet the dynamic threats that terrorism has brought to our shores. Training and Development Positive norms in this group encourage training and view development as essential to the ongoing operation. Negative norms treat development as a non-essential, nice-to-do, 
but not critical aspect of the operation. We saw firsthand during Hurricane Katrina that training is vitally important to the Department of Homeland Security, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the United States Army Corps of Engineers, and other natural disaster responders. In addition, airmen are constantly training with soldiers, sailors, and Marines to ensure each branch is better equipped and prepared to fight the global war on terrorism. Why we measure norms. Understanding that norms exist, that they can be either positive, supportive of organizational goals, or negative, incongruent with organizational goals, and that they can be categorized, drives the need to measure those norms and develop a normative profile. In effect, a normative profile is a statement of organizational strengths and weaknesses on a behavioral level. Understanding their impact on an organization's ability to achieve its goals, you should direct improvement programs toward changing workgroup norms rather than individual behavior, as is so often the case with organizations' development programs. Once norms change, behavioral change should follow. If a military member's behavior does not support positive organizational norms, the supervisor needs to determine the underlying reasons. The individual's behavior could be a result of unmet needs, a result of discipline problems, or both. In order to be effective operational managers and expeditionary leaders, supervisors must learn to instill positive norms to properly motivate and discipline airmen.